0: What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 219 of Rams Up. And if it seems like we are dropping more often than in the past, well, we are. And hopefully that will continue. And that goes for the YouTube channel too. Make sure you check that out. Our YouTube handle is at La Rams Up. We're going to get to part three of the conversation I had with Tom Quartz the other day. The state of the Rams, parts one and two. We're on the two previous pods. I'm also going to share my updated Roster lock list for the Rams. I initially shared 41 players and then I added Ronnie Rivers. Three more players I'm adding to the roster lock list. Three more players added to get us up to that 45. I will share that with you in a moment. Rams and Broncos having those joint practices. Quentin Lake is apparently tearing it up. Lots of pass breakups, playing safety, and that hybrid linebacker position. I guess it's been a lot of fun watching two of the best in the business go at it. Cooper Cup versus Patrick Sertain. And Matthew Stafford continues to light it up. So excited about what this guy can do for us this year. I think Matthew Stafford is going to have an incredible year. Rams-Broncos Saturday night in preseason game number three. And I'm going to share with you my fearsome four things I want to see against the Broncos. And you know what? I lied again. I got 10 things that I want to see. 10 things. This is going to be a little more lighthearted than the other lists I've provided. The fearsome four things I wanted to see in the previous games. Some of them I'm quite serious about, though. Number one, I do not want to see Steve Avila or Alaric Jackson in this game. Hopefully that is the plan for the Rams. These two guys are playing well. We got that left side of the offensive line locked down. Let's let them get ready for the opener. Don't want to see either of them get dinged up in a meaningless preseason game. The second thing I want to see, uh, I've called this out virtually every week. I want to see a 40-plus yard field goal by Tanner Brown. Still waiting for that. The third thing I want to see, hey, you know what? I pull for the underdogs. I want to see Dresser win connect with Braxton Burmeister on a 10-yard completion. Is that too much to ask? It could be the last play of the game late in the fourth quarter. I don't care. I just love to see that. The fourth thing I want to see is, I want to see our number five safety step up and reveal himself. Quindell Johnson, come on down. Tanner Engel, Jason Taylor, Rashad Torrance, whoever it is. Let's find out. Saturday against the Broncos. And number five, same thing. Cornerback position. We need our fifth cornerback to reveal himself. Sean Jolly, Robert Rochelle, Cameron McCutcheon. Someone step up and play lights out. How about that? Number six, Byron Young's not going to play. Michael Hoyt may not either. But the one guy I want to see step up on the edge is Nick Hampton. This is your night, Nick Hampton. Let's see what you can do. The seventh thing I want to see, how about some good punt coverage? I saw some discussions on Twitter regarding our net punting average so far. And I don't think that's on Ethan Evans. I think that's on our special teams. And I know we've been running a bunch of different combinations of guys out there. But whoever it is, got to start nailing this down for the opener Let's have some good punt coverage. Hey, maybe we won't have to punt. Number eight, the reverse of that. How about a decent return? Haven't really seen that. It looks like Kyron Williams is going to be one of our returners, so he probably won't play. Whoever's out there, hey, let's get it rolling in the return game. Maybe Xavier Smith will show us something. And number nine, Give me some more Zach Evans. I still haven't seen enough. His average last week, I think it was two and a half yards per carry. I think a lot of that's because the offensive line that he's playing behind. Not a lot of cohesion there. Second and third string guys. I got to see him in space. I'm still really excited about him. I don't think he's really gotten a chance to show his stuff. And the 10th thing I want to see, shout out to Mike McAllister. He's played every snap from the center position, while Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen figure out who the starter is. How about Mike McAllister gets carried off the field and directly to the locker room where he has promised a spot on the practice squad. This guy has been a warrior. I assume he's going to play every snap against the Broncos. I want to see that, and then I want to see him get carried off the field. One other note, From around the league, Sam Darnold named QB2 for the 49ers. So apparently Brock Purdy is ready to go in the opener as a starter. And Trey Lance, who the 49ers gave so much up for. The number three quarterback, not looking good for Trey Lance. So next up, we're going to revisit my Rams roster locks up to 45 now. We'll be up to 53 when we drop our pot on Sunday. I'll try to predict the Rams' 53-man roster, and there are some tough calls to make. I'll just be guessing on a few of them, but I'll give it my best shot. And then we'll wrap things up with the final part of that discussion I had with Tom Quartz, talking all things Rams. Hi, this is Mariah from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Now, I've said that next Sunday I will be predicting the Rams' 53 man roster, but I'm going to let you follow along as I whittle this down. Several episodes ago, I posted my 41 locks at that time, and then I added Ronnie Rivers to that list, so we're up to 42 now, and I slept on it. I'm adding a couple more guys. Who am I adding? Well, let's rehash who I had as my 41 locks to begin with real quickly. Matthew Stafford and Stetson Bennett did not have Brett Ripien on there. I think he's probably going to be on this roster, but I'm thinking maybe they cut him and pick someone else up. Just a thought. Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, and then we added Ronnie Rivers. He was our 42nd guy. Royce Freeman, Zach Evans battling for that last spot. Not convinced. I'm pulling for Evans, but we'll see. Tyler Higby and Bryson Hopkins. I had them locked in as my two tight ends. And I am now adding Davis Allen. Davis Allen, welcome to the LA Rams. 53-man roster. Hunter Long. Don't know what's going to happen with him. We had Cooper Cup to Marcus Robinson. I'm starting to wonder if I got that wrong. Ben Skalronik, Tutu Atwell. Ben Jefferson and Puka nakua That's the wide receiver group. And now I am adding Tyler Johnson. So we're at 15 on this list. Along the offensive line, you know, I had mistakenly left Warren McClendon off my 41. Maybe I did that on purpose. I don't even remember. But I'm adding him now. I'm now up to eight offensive linemen. Alaric Jackson, Joseph Nopum, Steve Avila... Coleman Shelton, Brian Allen, Rob Havenstein, Tremaine Ancrum, and Warren McClendon. If they carry a ninth, I haven't mentioned Logan Bruss. Zach Thomas is playing better than him. Bruss is banged up, and Grant Miller has been doing pretty well, too. They may only carry eight. I'm thinking nine. I don't know who that ninth would be at this point. So we're up to 23 players. Then you have the three special teamers, Alex Ward, Ethan Evans, and Tanner Brown. Not making any changes along the defensive line. Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Bobby Brown, Ernest Brown, and Marquise Copeland. I think Jonah Williams, Lorel Murchison, and Deshaun Johnson are battling for that last spot. And maybe there's someone I'm overlooking. One spot remaining along the defensive line, in my opinion. I doubt they carry seven. The edge rushing group, no changes there either. Michael Hoyt, Byron Young, Nick Hampton, and Keir Thomas. O'Shawn Mathis has hardly practiced. Daniel Hardy, really involved in special teams, as Tom Quartz pointed out the other day. So he may have an inside track as a special teamer and fifth edge rusher. Linebacker, I was tempted to make a change here. I had Ernest Jones and Christian Roseboom, the other two locks. I want to add Jake Hummel, and just because of that pick six and the way McVeigh reacted, we're all jumping on Jake Hummel's bandwagon. But Jaden Woodby still has a shot at making this roster, I think. I'm not writing in Jake Hummel yet. And hey, I'm probably wrong. I've been wrong once before, back in nineteen sixty eight. So maybe this will be the second time. Long overdue, right? At cornerback, no changes. Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick, Trey Tomlinson, and a Kelly Witherspoon. A few guys hunting for a fifth cornerback spot. Hey, you know what? They could carry six. Robert Rochelle, Sean Jolly, Jordan Jones, and a guy that has really shined recently, Cameron McCutcheon, a big cornerback. He has a shot at making this roster. No changes among the safety group. John Johnson, Jordan Fuller, Russ Yeast, and Quentin Lake, all locks. I think Quindle Johnson may have jumped ahead of Jason Taylor, Tanner Engel, and Rashad Torrance. Man, I was really excited about Tanner Engel. Then he barely played. Torrance getting a lot of snaps. And Quindle Johnson made a couple of big plays. So I'm up to 45 players as I work towards my 53 man roster, I reserve the right to make changes on that final 53 I share, but I doubt I do unless something really crazy happens in that game against him. Okay. Any final thoughts, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up here?
0: Yeah. Let's, I mean, maybe just hit on, you know, a couple of the positives that we saw from last night. Um, uh, Ronnie Rivers looks real good. He's, uh, um, you know, really, uh, really putting his, uh, staking a claim to make the roster. Uh, he looked very shifty, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he yeah very quick.
1: We probably haven't been giving him his um, the the recognition he deserves. And you're right. I've heard rumblings through camp that he's a guy to look out for. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely, he's our number three running back. Anyone else?
0: Interesting. Uh, Well, yeah, interesting that Kyron Williams suited up last night. And actually, you know, I think he, I I know he he was, he played one special team's play. That's all he played. I think he returned a punt or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that he suited up. Um, I just, you know, with all these guys like Cam Akers and these other guys, you know, the Aaron Donalds and
1: Well, if. If Kyron Williams is going to be a returner of some sort, it's probably a good idea to just get him out there to field one or two.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but to be fair, yeah, that's a good point. I'm
1: totally fine with him not getting any carries. I wanted to see a bunch of Zach
0: Evans because I know, I know it's so promising. I mean, you hear these stats these guys are talking about on on the telecast about his averaging over five yards a carry for his career at Mississippi State. Just, uh, you know, we haven't seen it. Uh, Royce Freeman, you know, had a couple of good runs. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. I mean, they did have Royce Freeman out there for a lot of special team snaps. So maybe they view him as a power back with special teams capability. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, and then um, just in terms of we didn't really touch on, uh, you know, let's just go back to this Lance McCutcheon question. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> It's, it's just it, – it amazes me how much attention some, people can get and then all of a sudden everybody just forgets about it, you know. Um, I don't think this guy's going to make the roster. I think he's going to be a practice squad player. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, you have to be really careful. Like I was talking about Cure Thomas, and I, I'm not putting Cure Thomas in the same category, but you have to be really careful about getting overly excited about preseason performances. I think coaches base their decisions more on – Stuff that happens in camp than in games, and I, I just think I think the Rams' wide receiver group is pretty stacked, and uh, I don't know if um, you know he he has value to a team. I just don't think it's the Rams at this point.
0: What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting because obviously he was a EDFA last year, right? So Right. Uh, yeah. And then um, you Yeah, this Dan Valkenberg thing after last night i did a little bit of research on the guy he's just a super smart super intensely hardworking history you know has a history of hard work um and uh yeah just a really interesting guy so i I think as it you know we we've heard so much from the rams about everything's an open competition like we're not going to just grant everybody their their positions and i think they weren't only talking about like last year, they were there. They were talking about the team itself, but they were also talking about uh, the players, but they were also talking about the coaching staffs just sort of got granted in and so forth. And everybody just had this, you know, sort of this, you know, it was the ultimate Super Bowl hangover. But if they're truly, really, really going to give the, the best guys the job, that guy has stood out as much as anybody on that edge position.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I, you're probably right. it's just it's kind of like similar to the safety group I think it's the safety groups maybe sorted itself out a little bit better but yeah, yeah there's there's going to be some surprising cuts I think at that edge position or really could be yeah
0: yeah, it should be interesting. so yeah, I don't know it's, it's I think that you know as we've talked about this it's it's one thing to say it and there's a lot of hyperbole in the preseason especially in the off season. Um, before that, you know the preseason games start in training camp and OTAs and then training camp and then the preseason games, but you know we've said it and it's this is a essentially a live tryout season for next year, and but people, fans, media are reacting as if it's a team trying to contend, and they're and it's just not a team trying to contend. It's a team trying to. All these players are trying to play their best, but these rosters are not constructed, especially on the defensive side of the ball to contend. And I, I've, it's hard for me because I bounce back and forth. I have my fandom, but then I have my, you know, an- analytical point of view of like, yes, as a, even as a fan, I'm, I'm all in favor of what they're doing, but it's not going to result in, it's going to result in a lot of six and seven yard runs up the middle. It's going to result in a lot of, you know, long pass plays. It's going to result in a lot of quarterbacks having a lot of time to sit back there and pick apart a secondary for four or five seconds. It's going to be hard to watch, but at the end of the day, my focus is on what players are separating themselves from the other players that can contribute next year when this team does make a run and is, and is, and is in contention again, clear some space, fill some gaps with some huge studs um, in the free agent market, you know, on edge or defensive line or wherever it is. And uh, let's, let's run it back in the Aaron Donald window. So it's a, uh, it is hard to watch, but we knew it was coming and, you know, we can't say nobody told us. Well, I,
1: I feel, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I haven't totally given up uh, yet. And that's probably just the mine. It's just not in my nature. I totally appreciate and understand where you're coming from. Though I, I think that this our saving grace could be the offense, if we return to that old um, McVeigh offense where we're putting up 28, 32 points a game, like the good old days. Maybe there's a chance. I'm, um, I'm just saying maybe there's a chance this team can contend. So we'll have to see. Hey, if they come out and beat Seattle, which remember last year they lost to Seattle in overtime with, um, without. Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup in a game Seattle had to win. Seattle, uh, I think every Seattle, uh, every seahawk Ram game is almost automatically a toss-up, including this, including this one. And if they can come out and get a win in that game, that could be really big. Uh, moving forward. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for one game at a time. That's, that's what I'm yeah.
0: saying. And, I'm, and I'm, I, you know, this is a time when I just want to be clear. I I want to be wrong. I want to be, um, I want to, you know, I want to be pleasantly surprised. I want more of these guys on the defensive side of the ball to prove out um, and play well against number ones across the league. Um, I just don't, I'm not expecting it. You know, yeah. last year I was expecting it. And when it didn't happen, I was disappointed, you know, just the list, you know, is too long to name with all these guys, you know, ultimately a lot of them got cut. You mentioned one of the them. So this year I'm not expecting it. If it, if I'm pleasantly surprised, great. If not, you know, I don't think that's the plan. Whereas last year, the plan was to contend. I don't think it is this year. If they do then great, but I'm going, I didn't know if I told you I'm going up to that Seattle game.
1: Oh, right. Are you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I should be fine. Yeah, going up with my son and uh, and uh, my cousin um, and her husband have season tickets, so uh, they lined us up, and we're going to go have a have a. I've never been to that stadium. I'm really excited to go there. Actually, yeah, that um, sounds sounds like fun. Yeah,
1: you're gonna you're gonna wear your Rams garb, right?
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think it's a. I don't think it's a rowdy fan group. I'm not going to no. the uh, Las Vegas. I'm not going to the LA. Uh, so I'm not going in Rams gear to the to the Coliseum when the Raiders were there. That was that was a dangerous territory to uh, And back in the day, but uh, now I think everybody's chilled out a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll
1: say that. this about Seattle fans: the ones I know um, are usually very intelligent, fair-minded, and you know have have a lot of respect. Loud, have a lot of respect. passionate, and, and they have a lot of respect for the Rams. I think. Uh, the ones yeah, passionate
0: the and loud, yeah. and I really do think, think they really view their big rival as a as the Niners, and right. not necessarily the Rams. Yeah, though we
1: overall we've had their number in the uh, McVeigh era, um, and even before that, I think Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and I think it's because the uh, they've had the Niners' number, right? So it's interesting how this division works when it comes. Yeah. To right. Uh, what's your what's your what's your over under on the uh, on the totals for this year? By the way, I, I'm not sure. Well, it, if it's you, currently
1: if it's currently six and a half, I'm definitely taking the over, and really? uh, I, I think the schedule is a little bit tough, but I just think there's too many uh, too much top level talent, uh, good coaching on this team, and, and a good culture as well that they're going to find a way to win seven games. If I were to take a guess, I'm I'm I'll go nine and eight and now as my, as, as my, uh, and again, I'm, I'm a Homer guilty as charged. Uh, I don't (laughs) pretend to be anything else. I'm not a, uh, fair and balanced, uh, NFL observer here. (laughs) I'm a Rams fan and, um, it's just not my nature to predict doom and doom. I just can't do it. Although my special assistant who knows everything, but re- prefers to remain anonymous. he makes the point, and it's a valid point, It's like nine and eight and seven and 10 is like the worst case scenario. Um, you know, he'd rather they go uh, two and 15, but- Well,
0: um, yeah, I mean, I, I would suggest that, um, I would suggest that that's from a, a team that uh you know obviously the tanking and you get better draft picks and whatever right but i mean our our goal isn't this you know three four five year build or something like that we have a very specific goal in mind which is to try and bounce back next year with aaron donald and matthew stafford likely in their last seasons um or you know i would say yeah i would say likely you know over 50 percent chance that both of them retire after next year, given their contract status and their what they've talked about. But uh, if we if the Rams do pull out a nine and eight season, for example, um, yeah, it'll be a middle draft pick. But that will mean that so many of these young players played extraordinarily well, right? Right, and that's way more valuable than having all of them be terrible or a lot of them be terrible and getting a couple of draft picks, yeah. you know, that are unproven. So,
1: yeah, a lot of people think we are somehow uh, be able to manipulate our uh, uh, the situation and grab Caleb Williams. And uh, I think that's, I really don't think there's a chance of that happening, but, or people say, Hey, we can trade, trade down, trade up for Caleb Williams. I don't think that's a possibility either. If someone's in a position to draft a quarterback like that, um, they're probably going to draft him. Okay. I think that's all I got. Uh, thanks for joining me, Tom. Really appreciate it. I think this, this is a lot of good stuff. And uh, maybe we'll talk again before the opener.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Look forward to it. Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, see if we can get Paul Wally on to join us and have one of our little round tables. Always, okay.
0: always a good always a good time and then you have a couple of other guests that you brought on that would be great to yeah. get a, a bigger round table going so get this uh get this thing uh, get this thing humming you you're doing a great job and really enjoy the pod as i've told you privately i'll tell you publicly that i really think that you have some of the best content in the uh in the off season and um uh, you know just really keep it quick and fresh and the pods keep coming and uh, you're doing just, you know, really stepped it up this year and, and I just uh, really enjoy it. So I'm really appreciative to be here.
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. And uh, I got to give a handout to guys like you and Tom and Paul that donate so much of your time to help me out. Really appreciate it. Okay. Tom it. out here. We'll talk again soon. Cheers. Okay. Bye. it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there
0: music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track tribe Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Hamama. It's your legacy. Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305.